Good afternoon, everybody. Oh, yeah, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Y'all know what it is. Y'all know what it is. Yes, it's your boy, Ruckus Man. This is Codename Agents of Chaos. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. This is the first time we going live, so this is the first time some of y'all actually get to see me, huh? I want to thank everybody out there who's been supporting Codename Agents of Chaos and sharing and liking the podcast and all like that. I want to thank y'all. I want to send a shout out to one of my brethren's longtime brethren. Always hit me up with some nice stuff. Brother Santerio Johnson, I want to thank you for supporting the show. So we got to thank people like Chemist Digital, Chemist.net, Genius Radio, Brother Kenneth Moncar over there at Genius Radio for supporting Codename Agents of Chaos. We want to thank Brother Rashad Penn and uh, Bahamian photographer extraordinaire and his crew over there at BroadUpC242.com. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on our Simplecast link. When this particular show becomes available, all of that good stuff will be available in the show notes. Today, we have with us CEO and content creator and fellow KO, huh? What they know about that? Oh, what they know Yes, we have with us today, Miss Jasper Wolf. You prefer you prefer to be called Miss Jasper Wolf? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. And as you can see, Miss Wolf is Team Chocolate Empress. Team Chocolate Empress. Or hashtag Black Girl Magic in the Building. <laughs> Miss Wolf, I want to thank you for taking your time out of your schedule to join us today and, and being the, the, the first person on Agents of Chaos Live, huh? We on Facebook. Wow. I Live feel so people. honored. Thank you so much for having me. This is, now, this is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do is I want to start off uh, with you. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who your peoples is, where you come from. All that good stuff says. First Who is of all, I, was, I am Bahamian. I was born and raised in Nassau. Uh, I will be 29 in about 12 days. Okay. So my birthday is this month. I'm a Sagittarius. There you I go. I love magic, as you know, astrology, tarot, all that good stuff. Um, no, 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 no. Hold on now. No, hold on now. <laughs> I know think like that. Everybody well, knows. We've got a voodoo and all that good shit. Well, I'm not Haitian and I don't actually practice voodoo. I really wouldn't do that. Mm, <laughs> Simply for, like I honor other people's practices and religions and other st stuff like that. I try to keep a very open mind. Um, I like seeing things from other people's perspective because like the world we live in is already too full of nonsense. And I think that living a peaceful life and allowing other people to have their space is really important. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, hmm. I'm not Today's actually, topic, say again? Sorry, I was saying I'm not actually in Nassau either. I actually moved to Harbor Island earlier this year. So that's where I what, am right what, now. What brought that on? Why the move to Harbor Island? You Were you something like me and you were started in Nassau traffic? Especially Halfway. getting over the hill? Halfway. And the other half is because my partner lives here. So me and okay. him live together. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, for everyone, today's topic is the link between slavery 
and tourism. Hold on now. There's a link. There's a link. Paris the thoughts say it is not so. Oh, Lord. Miss Jasper is about to hurt a lot of people's feelings out there today. But what we need you all to do is be a little bit like her and have an open mind and understand why you need to be paying attention to this particular topic. So, firstly, Miss Wolf, I want to find out from you, how did you even come across this subject and got what got you interested in this subject? Well, as everybody knows, um, the U.S. elections just took place. Mm-hmm. And I actually joined Twitter about two or three weeks ago for the first time in years. Um, and I came across this post um, on Medium, was it Medium? By some author about the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. And that post taught me something I really did not know. And what it taught me was that the Electoral College in the United States was actually formed during slavery. And one of the tenets within the Electoral College at the time was that Black people's votes would only be worth three-fifths of a vote. And essentially, what was on the law books at that time was that Black people would be worth three-fifths of a human being. Mm. Now, I want y'all to take that in. Like, how crazy would it have to be in the world at that time for it to be on someone's law books, our next-door neighbor's law books, Mm -hmm. that... You, as a black person, no matter where you come from, not only are you, your children, and your offspring, and anybody related to you slaves in perpetuity, this was in the law, but also you only worth 60% of a human being. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. After learning that and sitting with that and getting really pissed off with the more I learned about US history, I was like, I wonder what type of garbage is sitting in our law book. (laughs) And was sitting on our law books because they're right next door. Mm-hmm. And what I learned also during that time is that African people, free African people were coming from the U.S. and coming mm-hmm. over here. And colonialists didn't like that. So, that's Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, that's what spurred my um, deeper interest in this topic. I've always been interested in the Bahamas as a nation. Like mm-hmm. we have so much work to do in order to like free our minds and free ourselves. But like, that's what spurred my interest into diving deeper and like making this a project of mine and not just a hobby or some interest. Okay. Okay. All right. So now help us, uh, help me to kind of understand why should Bahamians be paying attention to the subject as opposed to, you know, lockdown and pandemic (laughs) and car wash and, the CTI challenge. Yeah, we can get to y'all niggas. Oh yeah, we can get to y'all. And waiting for, <laughs> and waiting for Waterloo to open so we can host the next party. I saw y'all. I saw that. And road, wait, road, road, just road, road just road. road. Not, 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 it's just road. I understand. Oh, dog. Shit. Listen, COVID is one of those things that just brings up everything that's wrong in society. And like, mm. is it has been such an eye-opening experience for me to have certain conversations with people and to like dive deeper into my own self and my own well-being. And I think that someone who was on Chris Hayes' show last night, this economist, he summed it up really good. He's like, COVID and economic recovery, or helping people find their way through COVID and economic recovery, that's not two separate things. Mm. That is the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. And it's so important for us to realize that we have a unique opportunity right now. We have the opportunity to raise everything down, like destroy mm-hmm. the whole system mm-hmm. and let the government know, listen, what y'all been doing during COVID, it showed us a lot of things. It showed us that y'all don't rate us, number one. Facts. <laughs> Facts. And it showed us that this system, which y'all have set up in here, is not set up for us to prosper. And I love no. like... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I know. In, in you saying that, what I wanted to ask, <laughs> what I wanted to ask was this. In your opinion, and I think I know what you're about to say, but in your opinion, right? Uh-huh. The fact that the, sta- the 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 chips are not stacked in our favor, is that by coincidence or is that by design? Oh, hell no, that's by design, sweetie. No, that? See that? See that? Oh, shit. See, I love people who work to Atlantis because I feel like they have this deep inner knowing of this already because they run mm-hmm. around calling Atlantis the plantation. But a lot of the people who are in the higher management of Atlantis, they don't notice. They don't realize. Oh, 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 oh. So all, 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 you know, in, in food and beverage management and, and room management. And y'all, y'all learning something today. So it's not by mistake. And they're not wrong for calling it the plantation. Mm. The system that we have was designed in part by a man. And I'm trying to say this very delicately because his family is one of the ones who helped to found Freeport. This hmm. man, this man, <laughs> this man mm-hmm. had a very close Nazi friend, close enough, in fact, that you could see him in a picture that I posted on my wall, standing next to his Nazi friend. Oh, shit. While he was working, the man, not his mm-hmm. Nazi friend, the man was working at the Bahamas Development Bank. And he was the Ooh. director of the Bahamas Development Bank. Boy. So this white man, this racist man, decided mm-hmm. that he would come up with a plan that Nassau would go all the way around. And you can actually, people don't realize this, but you could actually do this in Nassau. And I have done it multiple times. Mm-hmm. You can drive the length of and all the way around Nassau without ever having to cut through the middle of Nassau. That's very true. This was planned. This was not an accident. This was mm-hmm. a result of the only city planning Mm-hmm. That was done at the time by a man who didn't ever intend for Bahamians to see any type of level of autonomy in the in our economy today. Mm-hmm. This man's one of his things was that we don't need minimum wage in this country. You know, just pay them whatever. And he actually fought Milo Butler on the issue of minimum wage. So this was a man who was extremely influential in the government. And I don't I don't know if people realize that his ideology helped shape what we have today in tourism. And he's, he's very responsible for the way tourism was today. And I was reading this book, the company, I actually have it in front of me, the company okay. that bought the board, boardwalk, a reporter story of how Resorts International came to Atlantic City. Now, Atlantic City is in the States, but this, yes. man, this man's name appears so many times in this book, and none of it's good. Every time his name appears, it appears next to someone's like who is a criminal, right? Now I I, I know you say you're trying to be delicate, you ain't trying to call this man name, right? Oh, I'm about to call his name. Oh, I okay, because I just want to say you know. I just want to make sure that y'all understand the gravity of what he did before mm-hmm. I actually say his name, because when I said it the first time, plenty of people got mad at me, and they was like, "No, this ain't no true." Blah blah blah, sweetie, it's true. I have the book in front of me. If y'all want the links. I will be happy to give them to Ruckus to share with y'all. And I will oh, yo, the, the link to be in the description. Believe that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Believe, links it's in the description. Loaded. Believe that shit. 
there's actually another book in which he's mentioned, and mm. it's called The King Over the Water by a man named Michael Pye. And what these people who wrote these books understood was that racism was so deeply permeated within the Bahamian society mm. that it, was, it wasn't just part of our government. It constructed our government. Mm. So okay. the persons within our government were rich white merchants, mm. and they did not have absolutely any interest in seeing any black Bahamian do anything, nothing. Mm. The black Bahamian job in their mind, because they were still so close to colonialism, this was their fathers and their grandfathers and their great grandfathers who they knew. Mm. In their minds, black Bahamians were just workhorses and that's it. They didn't need to own no businesses. They didn't need to do nothing. They just needed to carry their ass back to the store or the field mm. and walk back to Centerville and mm. Palmdale and Mason's Editions where they, where they were living at the time and Baintown, Grantstown, over the hill, all that area. So as time went on, as, and these people were writing these books, I'm gonna mm. get back to my original point. Mm-hmm. So I just wanna draw uh, a time, a time a timeline here. Mm. This was 1959, mm-hmm. 1960. Mm-hmm. This is 13, only 13 years before our independence. Mm-hmm. And this is what this man did. The racist man who was a director of the Bahamas Development Bank, mm-hmm. right? He met with a man named Meyer Lansky. And Meyer Lansky's idea was to bring casinos to mm-hmm. the Bahamas. Meyer Lansky's name in the United States means mob, yes. racketeering, yes. criminal, a man who yes. should be in prison. Uh, if, if, if I could, if I could just interject right there, um, for most persons who follow that old time criminal timeline, you know the days of Al Capone, how you mentioned Mayalansky, um, you know exactly the kind of man you're dealing with. No scruples, no morals, mm-mm, money mm-mm. talks, and everything else. He don't care as long as no. he has power and money. Nobody can say nothing to him. No. Also, that, man was a, that, that, that man was a true gangster. Yeah. Through and through. Let's also keep in mind at this point, the moving and transport of drugs was about to happen yes. in South America, between South America, through here, and yes. into the United States. So this is how yes. we got into this mess. And I yes. want to bring y'all attention to what this man did, this racist man working alongside Meyer Lansky. Instead of him telling Meyer Lansky where to go, how to get there, Mm. He invited him to his office, to his <laughs> law office, mm-hmm. where Meyer Lansky pitched him this idea and said, you know, I think casinos would be really lit in the Bahamas. I think mm-hmm. y'all would be able to, you know, really, you know, do something in here. Mm. And this man is not stupid. This racist mm-hmm. man is very educated. And mm-hmm. believe me, he knows everything going on in this room while they're having this discussion. Mm-hmm. So instead of him telling him, go, no, go backing, Meyer Lansky says, babe, I'll pay you $2 million in legal fees, dog. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. True mm-hmm. and still, if you help me carry my casino into Freeport. Mm. Now, was- let, let, now, now, now let's, let's break right, let's pause right there for a bit. Uh, <laughs> $2 million is a lot in today's standards. We're talking about the late 1960s, 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you, made the con- if you made the conversion, how much money are we talking about now? 
Well, let's do the math and find out. Oh, shit. Two million dollars. Mm-hmm. From 1960 to now. Two million dollars. Oh, wow. Two million dollars <clears throat> with an inflation rate of 3.68% from mm-hmm. 1960 is today worth 17 million. $481,224.49 in 2020. Wow. All right. So essentially, that would be like what something similar to what our government is doing with oil mm-hmm. today. But we, I'm not going to jump there yet. Okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, we can get there. We, we, we build in the foundation. This first story with Meyer Atlansky. Mm-hmm. They won't ever say it because there was a commission of inquiry into what this racist man was doing. Of course, he said, I'm not doing any of that. I didn't do none of that. Mm-mm. Me, I don't know these people. Well, I would never. I told him to leave. Mm-hmm. So why did he pay you to, well, today, why would he have paid you 17 entire million dollars? Mm-hmm. Please explain that to me. So he lied to the commission of inquiry. Mm. Something that I guess they wouldn't have known or wouldn't have cared about mm-hmm. until years later, until like today, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this man's name, I'm sure you're all curious about who the hell this is by now. Mm-hmm. This man's name is Stafford Sands. Hmm. <laughs> this man is on our $10. Yes. And we collectively as a people, not me, hail him as the father of tourism in our country. So let's look at this, what this man has done so far. Mm-hmm. And this is before 1962 where that picture was taken with him with his Nazi sympathizer friend, in case y'all thought this was far off into the distance. Just two years later, that picture was taken mm. with, what is his name? Karl Schachter or something like that. Kalmar Schacht or whatever. Trust me, it, it straight out of every Nazi war movie you've ever seen. It, 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 since Zelensky, that kind of shit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so to complete the story for you, Mm. Let's draw that parallel to today. Something that just was brought to my attention, thank you to Evolution Bahamas for doing this, or Bahamas Evolution for doing this, because I would never have known to connect those two dots like that. Shout out to Evolution Bahamas. Yeah. And so they discovered this deep, I would call it a payoff, just to remain Mm. within the boundaries of the law. Mm Because if I call it something else, I mean, I would have to be able to back that up. Okay. So BPC, Bahamas Petroleum Company, who is scheduled to begin drilling here in about two or three months time. Mm -hmm. They have a criminal named Ryan Bateman, who has already been convicted of fraud in Panama. And I don't even know where else. He sits on the board of directors. He's a principal in this company. Okay. One of the persons associated with the law firm, Perry Christie's law firm, who helped bring this deal here, is scheduled to receive 11 million shares in this man's company. Mm-hmm. And that's all we need to talk about with those two things, drawing them together today. Mm-hmm. So I want anybody who's listening to me right now who has any faith that we will go anywhere with oil drilling or mm-hmm. any of these things with the mm-hmm. current government that we have, I want you to abandon all of that hope. Mm-hmm. It's simply factually and on the record is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. These men 
who studied under people like Stafford Sands, they are not holding your best interest at heart. And no matter how many times our prime minister gets up in front of us and hosts these speeches every week now, it doesn't mean anything. And the mm. reason that people are so frustrated is because they know that on the inside. While they're doing all of this, while they're collecting all of this shady money from people, from criminals, they want to stand up and tell us that what we see with our own two eyes isn't real. And I know there's a lot of people out there who don't have running water. There's a lot of people out there who don't have food. There's a lot of people out there who don't have jobs today. Even before COVID happened, our unemployment rate was high. And the government's answer has always been tourism, 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 tourism. And we don't take time to question why that is. So that's a very long answer to the first question. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. But I, I think the, the, the foundation needs to be laid and people need to understand just how serious the situation is. is yes. You'll be surprised um, in, you know, sending out the invitations for persons to join us on the live. I was taken back by the amount of people that said to me, why are y'all talking about this? This, this, this is, is this even relevant? Does this even matter right now? Like in the relevant. middle of a pandemic, I'm like, y'all can't be fucking serious. <laughs> and I, I agree with you. I, that sentiment, I have that same sentiment. It's like, how could y'all not see this? Mm. And then when I started diving deeper into this stuff, I'm like, no wonder. It's because this type of system is because of the type of system. And I still have your questions in front of me. So I guess, I guess this is kind of like bringing that back full circle. Mm -hmm. It's important for Bahamians to pay attention because our lives literally depend on it. Y'all children's future. I don't have children, but y'all children's future depends on this. Like you cannot expect your child to grow up having these wonderful dreams of becoming a civil engineer or mm -hmm. a doctor of whatever odd science and archaeologist mm -hmm. and historian and a creative Bahamas are very creative people. And I guarantee you as children out there with dreams, mm -hmm. we have to preserve the future for them mm -hmm. at the very least. Well, I, I would, I would also add to that as well. Um, the reason why you need to pay attention to this and similar subjects is because elections ain't too far off. Yup. So, mm -hmm. so, so, so I would imagine instead of looking to try to get one t-shirt with $200 in it or one ham or one turkey or one stove or one fridge or to see how best you could juice your MP to get one job. Yes, I said that. How about we pay attention to some more pertinent, deeper subjects so that when they come knock on your door like Jehovah Witness, you could actually ask for something with sense. Exactly. Precisely. But you know, what the hell I know? I, 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 you know. No, it's real. It's really real. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it briefly yesterday. I'm like, we don't have, or the people who these MPs meet, they meet with people at certain times on purpose. It's mm -hmm. a reason why you don't see them during the year. Because they don't care. No, they, they only don't. come to see you when they know that they could get something from you. Yes. 
And this for some the- odd reason, every single election cycle, it's like Bahamians suffer from political amnesia. I swear. It's like we just erase all of the, their bad deeds. I mean, you know, so and so wasn't that, you know, Penland wasn't that bad. Ingram wasn't that bad. Christie wasn't that bad. Menace wasn't that bad. You know, y'all remember, they can remember all the, the dumb shit. Y'all remember during the pandemic, Menace said we could go back to Kentucky. Mother but this is so real. I want people to understand. When I was working the polls one year, I went, this was a class assignment while I was at COB. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I had to do was be in the room while they were counting and assist them in counting these votes. Right. I saw before my very own eyes, and this is something that should be illegal. And this is why we need policy around our election process. Mm -hmm. I saw an MP MP while I was out there Mm -hmm. and I will not call his name because this is very unscrupulous. I will. I saw him. Pass a man, $300, just standing right in the middle of the open Aquinas College space, pull out $300 and put it in this man's hand. See, use a better place than me because I was calling names. I should not, as a Bahamian, <laughs> see this foolishness mm. in front of my face yeah. and be so brazen with it. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me, oh, you buy this man vote and that's supposed to be something so good. You think you helping him? You ain't helping him with no $300. So what he can eat for like two weeks. Cause food is so fucking expensive in the store. Exactly. Bro. Like, <laughs> it's so important to develop a sense of self esteem as a mm. people, because that is so backwards. You know what? That mm. sends a message. Imagine I'm a woman. Think mm. if I gone right down the road, and I find one rich man, because plenty of rich men in Harbor Island, right? Mm. I go mm. down the road and I say, man, I only want one bag. I only want one purse. And the first man I see, give me $150. Mm-hmm. I just tear my legs open. What does that say about me? That you're a prostitute. Stop prostituting yourself to these MPs, please. Mm. Stop it, because they do not care about you and they're not going to assist you. It doesn't matter if they give you a ham or a turkey or host these events. Mm-hmm. What is at stake here is so much deeper than somebody's hungry stomach or whatever. Mm-hmm. What is at stake here is our national identity. And in order mm-hmm. for us to have a national identity, we have to first understand how important it is for us personally to have an identity. Our mm-hmm. national identity currently is being defined by corruption by people who do not hold your interests at heart. Mm-hmm. And I really have to ask the question, is that what Bahamians want? Are we well, content mm, to sit here and continue that? I don't, I'm, I think, I think Bahamians want that, but at the same time, the carrot is being dangled in the other direction. And so everybody looks at that and, for some persons, because I, I, I would imagine some persons even watching and listening to this now, they are still stubbornly saying, yeah, but what about jobs? We need jobs. Hold on. We could get to that. <laughs> we could get to that. It don't always have to be tourism, this, tourism, that, mm-hmm. because they're not actually providing you with an opportunity. They're just providing you with a job that you could work in for mm-hmm. like 25 years until you die. 
which organization do you know provides every single last one of their op their employees with an opportunity to scale through the company? Not much. No, no, not much. No. Oh, I, uh, before we go on, um, I even forgot to said this from from the jump. Uh, for those of us joining on the live, uh, if you want to make a comment under the video, please do so. Um, we can and will read some of your comments and questions uh, live on the live. Uh, I want to shout out brother Adam Karamo. Um, he sent in a message. Let me just take a look at it. It says, what we need, we need to do what China, um, we need to do what China's do to corrupt politicians. Oh, shit. oh no. <laughs> it should never be safe to destroy your country. Very true, brother Karamo. That is very true. Very, very true. Never but we have fun. made it safe because we yes. participate in this mm -hmm. system that's like, babe, I know you would keep your foot on my neck for like 23 hours of the day, but the one hour when you was take your foot off my neck and feed me some Pringles, dog, that is be solid. I ain't gonna lie. That's stupid. Like, that's dumb. Very, very. I mean, like, people stay complaining about the government this, the government that. Yes, the government is wrong. We know. What are you going to do about it? I'd sit back and complain because that's the easiest thing to do. <laughs> we cannot keep doing this thing because it's not working. I, I do want to get your response to uh, this question. And uh, the, the source or the beginning of this question came, um, I was actually speaking to an employee of Microsoft, um, a very high-ranking employee in Microsoft. And... He said to me flat out uh -huh. that we have turned slavery into our number one industry. Yeah. So with that mm -hmm. being said, the question mm -hmm. is, it's been said that slavery um, is essentially, um, or, or tourism is the, is the, how should I put it? Tourism would be the, sterile name that slavery has now in the country. Now, how, how, how do you respond to that? I would respond to him by telling him he's absolutely right. Hmm. He is correct. And so now I, I, in saying that I've, I've told other Bahamians that, and they get upset. Um, you started to mention earlier about, you know, where the different, where the racist component comes in when it comes to where tourism is in the country. So kind of help me understand um, why you're saying what you're saying. Why slavery and tourism are like this? Yes. What, 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 what is the link that we talked about that is the, actually the topic of the show? What people don't understand about racism is that racism and slavery are not two separate entities. Racism, particularly against black people, mm -hmm. was born out of slavery. Mm -hmm. It is an institution of slavery. And I'll tell you why. Slavery was an industry of convenience. Mm -hmm. There was no reason, well, no real reason, for Europeans to discontinue the already existing forms of slavery in the world. Mm -hmm. There was a form of slavery, I think you could call it indentured slavery or volunteer slavery, 
where yes. people would go into slavery willingly on behalf of their family because mm-hmm. of the debt they owed the crown of their kingdom. Yes. So that form of slavery was widely accepted within Africa itself because mm-hmm. there were several African empires, like the massive empire of Ethiopia, the mm-hmm. massive empire of Egypt, which stretched into what we know now as the Middle East. Yes. And the massive empires along West Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very important to understand that the type of slavery that black people have en- had endured, and I guess you could say still are enduring today, mm-hmm. for 400 years, 500 years, there was no president for that ever before in the history of mankind. Mm-hmm. Nothing like slavery had ever been done before. Not like this. Mm-hmm. And what really set this form of slavery apart was the act of creating racism. Mm. People do not make that connection because we're always taught that racism came after slavery. It did not. Racism mm. and slavery came as one package. So ra- racism and slavery are part and parcel to one another. It's like exactly. switching. You can't make switching without, without water, sugar. And yeah. the lines. Mm-hmm. So right. let's think of racism as the lines. Mm. Because you cannot oppress a group of people into forced free labor mm-hmm. without finding something that sets them apart from other people. Mm. And first of all, the Europeans that initially came to the Americas and the West Indies, they tried to enslave the indigenous people that were already here. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of the Arawaks and Tainos and other tribes were murdered because mm-hmm. they were like, be fuck you dog what you think you're coming in there to try and enslave me i know this land better than you come we drowning y'all we shooting y'all we poisoning y'all and not to mention all of the diseases that europeans brought over with them when they came from europe and for some odd fucking reason the columbus statue is still on government house property we can get to that all right then. i need to come no, I, 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 I need to come I, I, I felt the seven shocker when, when you said that shit Bro, listen, they ain't hear that loud enough. I need to talk about banking dog. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was like we need to get some telepathy and haunt them in their sleep or something. The boy, you can't understand. But anyway, to go on, I, I, got, I got, I got, I got a schedule for that. Oh lord. <laughs> so, um, to continue this um, understanding of what racism truly is, mm. racism is an ideology, and that is why it is so difficult to end and to mm. fight. I actually spent about four or five hours reading white nationalist propaganda, like reading white nationalist books, Mm -hmm. because I need to understand my enemy. I also Mm -hmm. read um, part of Marcus Garvey's paper, I haven't finished it yet, sorry, letter on the Negro's worst enemy. And these things, racism, (laughs) racism and slavery are like this because of our skin color. There's no other delicate way to put that. And history can back me up on that too. The reason that people, it was so easy to get West Africans, and this is to put to rest a lot of lies that we hear around why West Africans were chosen. The mm. reason why West Africans were chosen was because there were a few West African kings that were Christians. Mm-hmm. And they, a lot of these kingdoms, whether they were Christian or not, these West African kingdoms had deep trade relationships with Europeans. Mm-hmm. So they were already intermingling. There were already mixed people on earth. Like people were having a good time exchanging culture with one another. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was war. 
Yes, there was soldiers and slavery and other bad things that human beings do, but that is in our human nature. Mm-hmm. Racism and why they chose the West Africans was A, because of their skin color, B, because the Americas and the West Indies were a foreign nation to these people. Mm-hmm. They had never individually crossed the Atlantic. So even if there were kings still there, they wouldn't choose the kings to move over to the Americas. And a lot of mm. times they would go into war with these countries, take the regular people out, put them on these boats and continue the transatlantic slave trade. Mm-hmm. So instead of them continuing a peaceful relationship or semi-peaceful relationship with these West African nations, this was their plan all along. All they all, never yes. intended to maintain and continue peace. So their their weapons of choice were priests mm-hmm. and traders and mm-hmm. eventually the mercenaries who came to West Africa and mm-hmm. started stealing people. Mm-hmm. And the reason that this happened was because the European countries wanted wealth in similarity to what African people had. Yes. African people they've sat essentially on a never-ending literal gold mine. Yes. There is so much gold in Africa. There are mm. so much natural resources within Africa. Yes. That for them to have access to that, they would have had to slaughter and maim so many people. Mm. So instead of doing that, they decided to go rape, steal, and pillage halfway across the world. Yes. So when they got halfway across the world, they realized that Europeans wanted to move over there. More and more mm. Europeans wanted, regular Europeans wanted to come, including the British. The British are not exempt from Europeans, by the way. I just want to make that abundantly clear. But it wasn't just the they British. They tried to, but you know. It was Portugal, France, yeah. Spain was one of the worst. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, they, was, they wanted to waste offenders. So France too. France is not exempt. And that is why no. I will continue to fight for Haitians because they mm. did not deserve the hand that they were dealt. Mm-hmm. All of this, all of, including Haiti's state to date, mm-hmm. all of this dates back to slavery and racism. Mm-hmm. And the thing that y'all need to understand, and this is the big puzzle piece. Racism was created because they needed an excuse. So when people came to Europe, sorry, came to the Americas and said, why are these people all tie up in chains? Mm-hmm. They could just be like, oh, they're not people. They're just black. Yes. And so this system of racism was created mm-hmm. to denigrate and dehumanize black people to be mm-hmm. treated as animals and chattel. And the reason yeah. why the type of slavery is called chattel slavery is just that because we as black people were likened unto farm animals. We mm-hmm. were cows and bulls and all this stuff. And this is what people don't understand about racism. Mm-hmm. Racism was created not just as a system, but as a deep inherent truth or belief at the time and this is what a lot of white nationalists still believe today Mm. they believe that somehow black people don't have the mental capacity to perform at levels of regular humans or white people well see the problem with that is you can't be thinking about niggers like that (laughs) but it's this is what they believe you go and then you fuck your sister that's your cousin and your mama at the same time some old bullshit I don't know where the fuck Uncle Jed and Jethro get off thinking about niggers like that. I can understand why you would need some comic relief right now. Because <laughs> this stressed me out. Like, to sit here and do this, I went through so much, like, depression and trauma, like, reading these things. Mm-hmm. Because it was absolutely pointless. 
Well, I, I I would imagine too, and and this is where a lot of melanated what a lot of a lot of melanated people don't understand. When you read things like that, the traumas that is still recessive in our DNA they start to come to the surface. Yeah, because it's it's repressed memories from our ancestors and those that came before us is now bubbling forth to the surface because that energy had nowhere to go. And I will tell you something very dark about what you just said. Mm. This is evident in a very, um, in part of our infrastructure as a West Indian nation and across the West Indies. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why West Indian locations, even a place like Belize has awful fucking roads. Mm. There is a reason why our roads do not get paved. Mm. And I'll tell you what that reason is. I was reading this book about um, Jamaican slavery um, but you have to keep in mind that slavery during that time was not just located, the practices were not just located to one country. Mm-hmm. These Caribbean slave owners and plantation owners, they shared their knowledge and they came up with this system of slavery that they sprinkled around all the islands. Mm. So what they would do with some of the Jamaican slaves is the ones that they didn't want in the field anymore. The one who they, the ones who they felt would, um, revolt, the ones who they felt were too unruly, ones Mm -hmm. who had been convicted of some arbitrary, unnecessary crime. Mm -hmm. They would chain them together and force them to pave the roads. Mm. So intrinsically, we have terrible roads because nobody wants to pave them. We're all unknowingly looking at the results of our collective Black trauma every single day. Mm. And the reason why the roads don't get paved by the government is because this is one of their power plays. They want to put people in the road to work to remind people we have the power over you. To remind people that even if you see these Latinos paving the road, that ain't nothing because you ain't worth this job anyway. Ooh, shit. So that is a connection that I was able to make just by knowing some of the history of the Caribbean and the Bahamas. God damn it, damn it, damn it. Yeah. Uh, did, 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 did. I, I feel the H chakra now. I never feel the H chakra. Hold on, hold on. Oh, shit. In, in, in talking about all of that, I, um, another question that we did have um, on the list. A lot of people have told me in the past that slavery wasn't really that serious in the Bahamas. So let's talk about that for a little bit. How would you, how would you respond to, to that? How do you qualify slavery? Like, how would, you, how would you say how slavery is more evil over here, but it's not as evil because you do it next to the water? <laughs> there is no levels to this shit, okay? I couldn't fucking tell you. I'm sorry. There are so many things in our society today that happen Mm. because of what happened during slavery. Mm. And if you say that slavery wasn't that bad, I, I honestly, I don't know what to say to that, except for that it's not true. There Mm. is no that bad in slavery. When people are beaten and raped and killed Mm -hmm. and left out in the hot sun in stocks, you can't even move and whipped repeatedly during the day. 
that happened every fucking where. That didn't just happen to some black people over here and then mm-hmm. some black people over there. No, if your skin is this color, you was getting your ass well. Slavery is in your blood. Exactly. Yes. You did not count as mm-hmm. a human being. Mm-hmm. You did not matter. And it was not that it wasn't that bad. There's just different types of depravity that mm-hmm. the colonialists, the loyalists, and other people inflicted on black people. Mm-hmm. It's not whether some is right or some is wrong. Mm-hmm. The whole system is wrong. Exactly. Exactly. It's that the levels of depravity at sometimes it was so bad that a man went to Jamaica and the U.S. and here as well. And he said, this was a man from Britain, and he just wanted to come and see the state of black people because he couldn't believe what he was hearing. And he tried talking to some of the farmers, well, farmers, those who worked in the fields, and they didn't even want to talk about it. How do you even begin that conversation? You cannot trust the white face talking to you. How do you start to tell somebody of what you're facing because of somebody who looks like that person. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why our conversation is so difficult to have today and why racism is so easy to disbelieve in. It is an ideology. And for those who say racism doesn't exist, I completely disagree with you because it's not true. Just because slavery isn't as rampant as it was back then doesn't mean that the remnants of it still don't exist. So everything that you've you've discussed so far and and taught us so far um, even kind of answers the next question. And I want to say this too. Um, I know a lot of the questions might sound rudimentary and they may sound obvious, right? But it's amazing how much persons don't think about these actual questions because they, first of all, they need to be asked to lay the foundation. And once the foundation is laid, then you can, actually chart a path towards change. Right. So, you know, we did have the question, does systemic racism, racism actually exist in the Bahamas? I'm surprised at the amount of people that say no. Well, I regret to be the bearer of bad news to them, but systemic racism does very much exist in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. And just because you're Black doesn't mean that you don't perpetuate racism. Mm. because racism is a system, like I said, and an ideology. If you inherently believe that for whatever reason, somebody is less than you, mm-hmm. you're being racist. Mm-hmm. Now, and then you're denigrating. No, no, I, I, I wanted mind. to ask, um, how, would you, how would you give a go? modern example? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You gone? Oh, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. It dropped out, it dropped I'm, out I'm, for a second. I thought BPL got us. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I, I wanted to ask: um, Could you give a modern day example, a, a present day example of what the residual of racist of systemic racism looks like for the country? Yes, I'm so glad you asked. Mm. I actually discovered. I'm going to link two texts together right now. Okay. And I'm going to do it using Marcus Garvey. Okay. Because people love to say that Marcus Garvey was this, Marcus Garvey was that, and mm-hmm. then completely ignore the rest of what he did. Marcus Garvey went to the U.S. and he attempted to set up his uh, organization, UNIA ACL, Universal mm-hmm. Negro something, something 
Yeah. A lot of alphabet there that I don't yes, really yes. understand. He, he was a, he I'm was not good at acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> but when he was doing this, he mm-hmm. got so much hate from the mm-hmm. politicians there, the black politicians there. Mm-hmm. One of these politicians that he had to face was a member of this order called Tamani Hall. Mm-hmm. And I actually have one, one of the talks from Tamani Hall sitting in front of me. Keep in mind, this is a secret society that only men were allowed to join and only men who were politicians were allowed to join. Hmm. And this man... Why does that too sound familiar? How does, how does his name pronounce? William L. Riordan. And this talk was made in 1963. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of this talk is about honest versus dishonest graft. Okay. Now, the politician who Marcus Garvey faced... Uh, from Tamani Hall actually tried to shoot him. Like this black politician tried to have Marcus Garvey shot and killed. Wow. So this letter that Marcus Garvey wrote from jail, the Negro's worst enemy was all about black people within the U S and the West Indies. Cause keep in mind, Marcus Garvey was Jamaican. Yes. And he was facing the same problems that we're facing today. People saying racism isn't real. That, 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 that. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was explaining that not only is it real, but the racists were able to trick black people into also being racist. Mm. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Mm. Like this man is talking about honest graft, right? And what Mm. honest graft is, his example was, if a community order or if community improvement group wants to buy a park or buy land for a park inside the city where he is, right? He minds mm. the politician. <laughs> and he goes, this is a politician now. Mm. Keep that in mind. Mm. He goes and he buys the land. And he already knows that this community development wants this land to build a park. Mm-hmm. Buys the land and says, you can't have this land unless you pay me this, 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 and this. Does that sound honest to you? No, but it still, again, sounds very familiar. It's not against the law. That is not against the law. (laughs) (laughs) But keep in mind, this community that he's buying this land in, the reason he could get it so dirt cheap is because it's already a ghetto area. It's already a Mm -hmm. rundown area. It's already a a place where impoverished people live, and they're just trying to develop the community for their kids. So Mm. instead of this man going there and help them, he makes their lives much oh. harder. And so, yeah, he goes in there and makes their lives way more difficult than it has to be. And he doesn't mm-hmm. care because mm-hmm. in this speech, he's talking about his own interests. He does not care about the interests of the people. Mm-hmm. And he's say, pretty much saying that outright. He don't give no fucks. He don't give a fuck. And these Zero. all like, this is the, this is the place where this black politician was studying. And I want y'all to understand something. Mm-hmm. To get into politics, you got to know this material. Mm-hmm. You got to be well-versed on this because mm-hmm. the ideologies that these people have, it is baffling to me. How do you even get to that point where you say that this is a thing that's okay with me? Mm-hmm. And this is why I say the systemic racism continues because mm-hmm. they will look at the proposal that you give them, right? Mm-hmm. But because you are not a foreign person, or you are not a person of interest in their circle or mm-hmm. to them or to help mm-hmm. them further their personal goals, mm-hmm. not political goals, mm-hmm. personal, personal goals. pocket 
these financial whatever goals. Yes. You do not rate in their book. And this is a leaveover from slavery, from mm-hmm. racism. And you have to understand the climate that we came from to have the government that we have today. It was not that long ago that the UBP was in power. It was Facts. not that long ago. Facts. It was not that long after the UBP was in power that Sir Lyndon Pinling magically came out of nowhere to save the Bahamas, which he did not save the Bahamas, by the way. Oh, shit. So all of these politicians... You, you, you created some enemies with that one. That's fine. I'm sure I created some... I don't have anything to lose by speaking mm. about the truth when it concerns these people because they don't have any power over me. Mm. They don't, like, there's nothing that they can give me or take away from me that would matter to me. Facts. Like, I don't understand where we get this mentality from. I mean, I guess I do now. Where do you get this mentality <laughs> from? that these people are some kind of lords and saviors to our lives when all they've been doing is the same thing. Mm. Taking these legal fees to their companies, taking these underhanded deals. All of us, how could y'all forget about Shane Gibson? This man sold permanent residency to (laughs) Anne Nicole Smith for a Rolex dog. A Rolex, wait. Mother sick. That ain't even money, bro. That ain't no land. That's a Rolex, fam. That's a watch, dog. I break now. You finish. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't even to protect the leap, dog. You understand? (laughs) It's a Rolex, bro. A Rolex. So why why are we, as a collective people, as the majority, Mm -hmm. while we are out here scrapping for a couple dollars to head to super value? These dudes bartering and brokering these dudes behind the veil where you mm. can't see. And then come into your mouth and your face and saying, behind a lie, right? Grease my palm with these taxes, dog. Mm. Does that sound sensible to you? No. It, it does It does sound like um, we getting thoroughly fucked in the ass, though. That's Certainly. what it sounds like. With no lube. No lube whatsoever. Hard, dry, and rough. Wow. But this is the hard truth that we as a people, we don't understand. And we need to ingrain this into our system and mm. acknowledge the sacrifices that our ancestors had to make to get to this point. Mm. Because now, I do want to ask, I, I do want to ask this. Does it make sense trying to ingrain this and in, or trying to reach the heart and minds of older Bahamians? Or do we take from say, my generation or maybe a generation before me and go down? Do we do that? Because when this next election, silly season, really get in the high gale, mm-hmm. watch all the mommy and daddy and Grammy and Grampy and all the run on with the same fuckery. If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And my mommy is PLP and the daddy is FNM and this and that. Barn break and dead and that and that. Do we... Do we even try to speak to the older generations? That's a very difficult question. Hmm. And it's difficult because it's frustrating because I feel like they should know better. They have some, 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 Something tells me that they do, but all of this shit that we've been talking about and you've been explaining so far, this is clearly very real choices being made. Yes. So they know and better. They just truly don't give a fuck. 
that's why it's so hard because there are some people, there are some older people who actually do care about the development of the Bahamas. I also think that living through times like that, mm-hmm. hindsight is twenty twenty. Like you don't always get all the insight which you need from that time. However, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Very real choices were made by very real, still living today Bahamians. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand the conversation that needs to happen between our generation and them. Because the conversation that has been happening is this. Y'all too lazy to work. Y'all too lazy to do this. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all, 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 y'all. A lot of blame mm-hmm. and responsibility being thrown and mm-hmm. none being taken. Mm-hmm. So my next question is a very difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. And it is, are these people narcissistic? Or is it that they just don't care? Or is it that they just don't see? And I feel like once an individual from the older generations can answer those questions, mm-hmm. I feel like we can make a lot of progress with them. But I, I'm not even focused on them because they have had a lot of opportunity over the mm-hmm. last four plus decades that we have been a country, an independent country, mm-hmm. to actually do something. And I don't mean any disrespect for, to any older Bahamians. The, the real fact is that I just simply don't know the conversation to have with them. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating to go on Facebook and see so many people te- like tearing each other down, especially in these groups like Speak Up Bahamas and, and mm-hmm. in the No 242 and all that. You know how powerful it is to have 10,000 Bahamians at your disposal? Wow, yeah. And instead of they go and start posting positive development messages for the Bahamas, they just allowing people to eat each other up. Mm-hmm. And I realized like a lot of the chronic callers and people who live in that group, they're older. Yeah. That's not acceptable. Mm. But in order to get past that, they would have to have vision and they would have to have knowledge. And it's it's a conversation that I just had earlier today with Steven and Shin Win, if y'all don't know him, the guy who makes the videos, the political videos. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Shin. Yeah. That last one, boy, yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but they were we were talking about like me, Stefan, and, and Chelsea about what needs to be done next. And the fact of the matter is we need to focus on the now and the future. We have mm-hmm. less than two years until our election comes. And we don't need no long talk income election season. We need, when these politicians come around to the house, get the hell off my porch. What you here for? You have nothing to say to me, bro? No, nothing. Nothing. Like, why, why are you here? You ain't come to smile up and laugh up in my face. And try buy my vote. If our vote is truly our right, and this is mm-hmm. potentially something that needs to be communicated to the older generation, if our vote is truly our right, shouldn't it be our right to vote for somebody who makes sense? And if they make sense, if they're not in the favor of the Bahamas and our mm-hmm. growth and our prosperity, mm-hmm. true prosperity, mm-hmm. not more jobs, if they're not in favor of that, and they have no track record proving that they are. Why the hell should I waste my rights on them? Why? These people, to them, to a lot of older Bahamians, I feel like what, what it looks like on the outside is progress. It looks like, oh, there was never any cell phones here before. Now it's a bunch of cell phones. There was never any really like fancy cars people was able to do all this financial reform that allowed people to keep borrowing 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 and yeah no like progress to them because (laughs) i don't understand why 
But I feel like because that's where we are now, we can't imagine like what life is like. Well, that's not exactly true either. Because I remember when there weren't any songs. <laughs> <laughs> is, 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 does, does an inherent fear of change factor in? You know something? That's actually one of the things I did want to talk about today. Mm. And it was very interesting to me how easy it is to use that fear to mm. manipulate people and to change mm. yourself into something or somebody who is full of hate. Mm. So one of the one of the stories that I read um, from this white nationalist report or a series of interviews mm, okay. was about from this man who was uh, over 50 and he was getting sick and he was about to die. And this person was, you know, working with him and was writing these interviews. And this man said, you know, I used to live in this neighborhood where you could plant trees and you could just be free and send your child's children's to play children's child's listen to me <laughs> <laughs> and send your kids to play in the woods down the road and all that stuff. And it wasn't until a little bit later down in the article, he's like, yeah, that neighborhood was all white, but we didn't really think about it like that. We had black people come in to do jobs for us all the time. And we didn't really, you know, consider race to be a factor. And these are this man, his family had immigrated from Slovakia. So he wasn't used to American racism and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so they just were like, okay, if you're a good person, we don't really care what color you are. Why should that matter? And as he went down through the article, like he was getting progressively more racist <laughs> <laughs> because he, he was saying like, he was saying like, oh, I can't, all these all these new laws allowing people to move wherever they want and do all this stuff. Like I understand, but like don't move into my house and like start do into my neighborhood and start doing crime and like lowering the, the thing. And there are so many factors in that mm -hmm. that he did not understand. Mm -hmm. Like you could tell that this older man was, he was just mad that he couldn't live in the same neighborhood where his mom was living. Mm. And I can shout, understand shout, that. Shout, shout out to Delroy King, uh, my brother. Yes, I see a couple of your your, your comments. Um, the one that stood out to me is, yes, black people do suffer from self-hate and they are looking for a savior. Okay. Well, how, how, do you, how do you feel about that, Joss? Well, are black people looking for a savior? You know something? Maybe. I'm not. <laughs> but like I maybe maybe what we really need mm. is somebody who stands up and is like listen this is what it is over here and this is what it is over here what y'all for y'all want to go forward or y'all want to stay here what y'all trying to do mm -hmm. and the problem is with that I don't know because sometimes I feel like our people are so stubborn that anybody who says something like that, they find something wrong with them. Oh, you get away by this person, oh, this person. So maybe what people are looking for is a savior, but the fact of the matter is this. The only savior is the one who is staring back at you when you look inside the mirror, bro. There you go. There you you go. have to take responsibility for your actions, your oh. thoughts. And you have that's what you gotta do. Oh. And the same say, if you really about progress and you stay complaining about the government, what the hell are you gonna do about it? And I was mm. like, if you wanna go today, look in the mirror and stand there for five minutes and ask yourself that question. What mm. do I want to do about the situation that I'm in in my country? Mm. How do I really feel about living here and being from here? And what am I willing to do 
for my future generations to fix it. Which, which, which I think uh, what you just said is a good segue into the, to the next point um, that we have. Could you kind of give us your observations and your perceptions of Bahamians versus non-Bahamians, especially in the in this country? Well, it's interesting because ever since I moved here, I have had a few amazing conversations with expats. Mm-hmm. You know, a few of my friends, good friends are expats. Mm-hmm. My partner is an expat. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any problem with expatriates. Mm-hmm. But there's types of people that I do have a problem with. And mm-hmm. I don't hang out with those people. I don't associate myself with those people. And if I smell the sight of a person around me, I leave. that type of person is evil Mm. or self-serving like we are Mm. all already self-serving enough as human Mm. beings we are all selfish enough and that's Mm. fine that's normal but when you go out of your way to step on other people to Mm. get what you want Mm. i have a serious problem with that i have a very serious problem with that now, I, one of the, one of the things I think we one of the mistakes we mm-hmm. kind of make in the Bahamas is figuring that kind of person is white. That's is not that always true. Ha ha ha. So so is that too a mechanism of control? Is that a that in your opinion is that a uh, is that also by design? Let me say it like that. I think that it is. Mm. And I think that this man from Tamani Hall, as I mentioned earlier, is a perfect example of that. <laughs> like, <laughs> there is no such thing as honest graft. That's like mm. saying there is such a thing as a good murder. Hello? <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> but, but you know, they, 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 you, you got you got uh, terminologies like justifiable homicide and all that bullshit. Now yeah. listen, if you are a person who mm. enjoys putting your foot on the neck of other people, don't mm. be surprised when you get what you come for. Karma <laughs> is real. Karma is very real. <laughs> people, you sometimes you just buck up into the wrong person and you just oh, yeah. get what you get. Oh yeah, you got time today. You fuck with the wrong one. Oh yeah. Like that's not to say that the person's actions are justifiable, but you look at it from a different perspective. This person has been fucking with people for so long mm-hmm. that they finally get what they deserve. Oh yeah. Albeit they might be like the person who do it, like stay away from me. Like you look scary, but good job. Yeah. But no. <laughs> but like <laughs> you know, like these these are the moral conversations that we should be having. How mm-hmm. far are we willing to let these people go? Because it's not a matter. It is a power struggle in a way, mm-hmm. but all of us as human beings have the same amount of power. Even if you are a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. You believe that we are all children of God, that we all have a piece of God living in us. And that is an equalizer across the board. Not because you Chinese or you Haitian or you Greek or you black or you white means mm-hmm. that you are any different. Mm-hmm. Not because you rich or poor or you have this car, that money, whatever. It, none of that matters. Mm. We need to start having self-esteem as a people and realize this power struggle can only be tipped in our favor if we actually start showing our power. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with, with that, with that being said, 
Um, we, especially in the Bahamas, are very familiar with black crab syndrome. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and a lot of us suffer from black crab syndrome. Now, would you agree that the... How should I put this? Let's go, let, 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 let's go with the word healing. Let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with that. Should the healing start from the inside and go out? Or should the healing start from the outside and trickle in? That's an interesting question. I think we're going to have to walk and chew gum. Because mm. this right here is one of the most difficult things in the world to battle. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you look your someone who looks like you in the face, a black person, mm-hmm. and tell them, now, now with the historical facts, tell mm-hmm. them that it's black people upholding a system of racism. Mm-hmm. How, could, how could that be possible? And it's so funny because the turn of phrase black crab syndrome mm-hmm. isn't even like the phrase. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> like crabs in a barrel. And it's so... It's such a different picture that you get. Mm-hmm. We need to stop denigrating ourselves as black people. Mm-hmm. Stop accusing the people on the side of you of being out to get you. Yes. We all in the I, same I, ugly ass little dinghy. <laughs> exactly. But the, the, the thing about that too is, and I think this is where we as a nation, what we as a nation need to understand. You mentioned it earlier, uh, or you started to mention it earlier. The power to change the country lies within each one of us, the individual citizens. Yes. We as Bahamians, and by extension, Black people around the world, we still struggle with accountability. We do not take accountabilities for our actions. Something as simple as uh, what we talked about on the show last week. A man will complain about his four, five, six baby mamas hauling him into court. But sir, you decided to push your raw cock in five different women, big them up. And what did you expect them to do? Say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What did you expect? So what a lot of us need to understand is we have made mistakes in the past. We need to own up to those mistakes. We, we need, need to take accountability, accountability for that. Once you know where you are, you can start to move forward. But unfortunately, we spend so much time, like you said, pointing the finger at one another. That we forget where we even are in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Now, can you blame, let's be real, can you blame a lion that comes across two deer fighting amongst one another and he pounced and killed on the two of them. Can you blame the lion for that? No, because the lion hungry. <laughs> so, I, mean, <laughs> I sort of put it like that, but these people who are like this, and I, the reason I have a, such a serious problem is because it's willful. This is yes, just who they yes. are. Yes. They know who they are. Yes. I don't care. Who yes. are you? Mm. Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know mm. where you are? Like, wow. I am horrible at directions, like actual cardinal directions. If you ask me where, which way is north from outside, I can't tell you. I can tell you from inside my house, but outside, <laughs> good luck. 
it is so important. Like if you tell me, if you tell me where a landmark is mm-hmm. and I drive past that landmark and I know where I'm going, that's better. Mm-hmm. But I would have to ask someone else for directions. Mm-hmm. Now, if this black crab thing or this crabs in a barrel syndrome that has all so many black people in a panic, especially Bahamians in a panic. Mm-hmm. Imagine you go down the road, you ask somebody for directions and they just slap you in your face. They don't give you no directions. It's like, what are you, what are you talking to me for, babe? Yeah. That is what we're doing. Mm. We need to stop doing that and start giving people the keys to success, giving mm-hmm. people the directions they need, letting mm-hmm. people know, hey, bro, I'm not going to lie, right? I don't really like be into too much, but I want to do this, this, this. I have this initiative. I want to do this, this, this. We need to focus on where we are mm-hmm. so we could know where we are going. How you could mm-hmm. be driving a whole car and you don't even know where your wheels are, bro. But you pointing at the person in the passenger seat, blaming them because the car ain't even turning on. That doesn't even make any sense. You ain't giving me no gas money. Shut the fuck up. Those tires ain't even on, though, fam. <laughs> where are we going? <laughs> like, I love black people. And I will mm. forever love black people from wherever they came from. Mm. I love all people. Because mm. everybody has something to offer. Even these terrible individuals. Mm-hmm. And what they have to offer us is a lesson. Mm-hmm. What, when are we going to learn the lesson that they're trying to teach us? Mm-hmm. It's like if you go to school every single day and a bully meets you to school, telling mm-hmm. you, give me my lunch money, wouldn't you start picking a different way to go to school? Or e- either that or you're yeah. going to have to someday develop the testicular fortitude, mm-hmm. the balls, to stand up to the bully. Exactly. Now, it, it, and I'm glad you mentioned that because what I think a lot of people are afraid of, which is what the government counts on. Going back to your bully illustration, the bully knows that he has the strength and the means to fuck you up. Yes. And when you said, but if, if, if you entertain the thought of, I'm going to fight this bully, the first thing that comes to your mind is, but he might smash my face in. Mm-hmm. That's very so, scary. That's and it's very, very scary. scary. Right. So now do I want that smoke? And I think a lot of times past administrations and even this current administration, they know, okay, a lot of people are going to stop and think, are they really going to challenge the government or challenge the administration that's in place? Now, here's here's another part to that analogy. Let's complete Mm -hmm. the analogy. Mm. Because a lot of times we feel individually like we're alone in doing this. Mm, Okay. We're the only people sitting here having this conversation. We're not the first people to have this conversation. No. You know what I find interesting about this too? Um, I'm looking up at the statistics uh, for the live and we have 10 people. Now, let us be talking about some ratchet shit. (laughs) You have like 5,000. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe I should take off my clothes. No, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. I mean, I mean you, you, you're an attractive woman and all, but you know. <laughs> no way. Um, but imagine if you went to, that, if you went to school mm-hmm. and that bully is there every day. Mm-hmm. But now you have five friends who walk mm-hmm. to school with you every day. Mm-hmm. So the five of y'all walk up to this bully. The bully starts talking and y'all will start kicking the shit out of him. 
Now, let's be real, the bully is going to fight back. But at the end of the day, what do we really care about? Do we care about winning the battle or do we care about winning the war? Real. So if he is there and it's five of y'all, it's only one of him or at max, maybe it's five of them too. However, the fact that you stood up to them, Mm -hmm. that will draw the attention of the adult in the room, of the teacher. And the teacher now has to come onto the playground and say, all right, Y'all bunch of stupid children. Come, come, come. Let me see. Why y'all fighting? Mm-hmm. And that opens the forum for a discussion to be had. Well, he do this to me. This happened, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And the situation doesn't always get resolved like that in the favor of the person who's actually in the right. That's, but let's that's say true. a teacher actually knows this bully mm-hmm. and is like, listen, I know what you always do every single morning when you send to the skate. You think mm-hmm. people are blind? You think people are stupid? Mm-hmm. Mess with them again and see what happened to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think the teacher is like a savior analogy that we as mm-hmm. people are hoping for. Okay. What if the teacher never comes? What if the savior doesn't arrive? What mm-hmm. if the only person, the only set of people that we have to rely on in this whole country are the people standing right on the side of us, living right next door? We, 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 have. We, have a, we have a question from Delroy King. Again, he asks, or we see said, sorry, uh, we need to figure out why Bahamians don't stand up. Mm. I think that people are sketched out by mm. leadership. Mm-hmm. And a real good example of this was Renard Henfield. I'll never forget that thing. <laughs> Model flip, he swing all us so sweet. Ooh. He had all us marching about in the road, talking about we march, Bahamas, we oh, this, we that. Shit. So the level of trust that we have for each other is low. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not just a Bahamian thing. That's a global thing. Mm-hmm. People are trusting each other less and less and less because we can pretty much see each other's thoughts every day on the internet. But yeah, that's true. And I say like that is actually a reason to start trusting people more. Mm. To start gathering in circles with people who you actually gel with and agree with. It doesn't have to be everybody coming together in this big gumdrop amalgamation of nonsense Mm -hmm. because that's still chaos. Mm -hmm. It has to be an orderly grouping where people who are in different coalitions and different groups, and I love Tim Pearl. Hey, hey, watch watch how how you talk shit, but chaos Watch how you talk shit, but chaos. I <laughs> <laughs> just play with you. Tim Furl did this in a really amazing way. And this is something that I just mentioned to Shinnan and those people commenting under there today and Stefan. Stefan, shout out to Stefan Delavo, one of the best economists that this whole country has to offer. All right, shout out to Brother Delavo. Bruh, these economists, I feel bad for them because they, their hindsight, insight, and foresight is 2020 all the time. <laughs> we need to start listening to them. And what they're trying to tell us is to group up into similar groups, not mm-hmm. factions, not militias, not tr- we ain't trying to kill nobody, shoot nobody, or do anything against the law. But mm-hmm. the more we work together in groups that have similar interests, mm-hmm. the more power we have. So instead of feeling like, oh, I got to fight the government by myself, I got to do this, I got to do that. No, you have what you can do and what is most useful to do, what is most effective is to find four or five people, even if it's two or three people or just one mm-hmm. more person mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm interested in this, 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 and this. Are you also interested in helping me do this project? 
Mm-hmm. You don't, it doesn't even have to be for money. But I think we leave out or deny the power of having a project or a hobby outside of our job. Mm. Instead of us focusing on where I get my drinks, where I get my weed, where I get this, how I could beat these children. Uh, mm. What is it that you actually want to do? Imagine if all of the nail technicians in the whole Bahamas, and it's plenty of them, mm-hmm. imagine if all of them came together and formed a group. Mm. You know how much people that is? Yes. Imagine if all of the barbers came together and formed a group and said, they we're going to do this community initiative. We're going to do this. We're going to give back to the people who've been coming to us to cut their hair for years. Now, I, I, I do want to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry if this sounds counterintuitive. I'm sure initiatives like that have happened in the past, right? But there's always going to be at least one raggedy bitch. <laughs> Yes, there's always going to be one raggedy bitch, one selling out motherfucker. This is why that's going to cost your entire initiative. Now, uh-huh. what do we do with people like that? Because you say, yeah, we carry them in the back of the bush and then they go missing. We don't want to do that. that. <laughs> Just tie your foot to two piece of big rock and straighten South Beach Canal. What the flip? Don't say that too loud. <laughs> but, but seriously, um, how do we deal internally with sellout people? Now, this is a very deep discussion because mm. those types of people, sometimes they have a mental issue. Other times they just straight up narcissists and that's a whole new conversation for a different day. But like, you can vet these people by asking them specific questions when they come when anybody comes into the group by having a contractual agreement with the people within your group and if anyone breaches these contracts or is found to be i don't know being an op you have to have a set of rules (laughs) (laughs) that deals with them and i'm not saying drop them in south beach canal oh lord jesus (laughs) but there are ways socially to ostracize people to let them know you're not mm. going to reap any of the benefits mm-hmm. that we're getting simply because, and this is so this is so in the way of using um, the system against the players, mm. because this is what the people who are in government do now. Yes. Ostracize the person and let them know straight up, you hurt our initiative. You caused us a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of energy, and we are going somewhere and we're going to get to that place at whatever cost, mm-hmm. let them know you cannot come with us. If you want to go do your own thing, go do your own thing. Mm. I'm not a believer in keeping your enemies closer than your friends. That ain't necessary. It's, it's, it's interesting you mentioned off oh, because I want to say shout out to Brother Jalen. I see you on the live, so I see you. And uh, Brother Jalen, uh, it's interesting that uh, Empress uh, Jasper mentioned the word op, isn't it? Oh, Doesn't no. the I have a song <laughs> called Ops? Hmm? <laughs> Well, it's amazing how great minds think like, hey, anyway, <laughs> shout out to Brother Jalen over here in Grand Bahama. So, um, it, it, <laughs> Mr. Jack, the work, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, um, I, it, so is that, 
is that the most effective way or is that how we begin to 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 deal with persons who who don't who are not down for the cause let me say it like that i think it's one way and mm -hmm. i think society has very powerful how you say intrinsic motivators like all of us we're all equipped with a brain and certain uh, connectors i would say like socially to signal to us whether mm -hmm. we're doing something with the group or whether we're doing something outside the group mm -hmm. or whether we're doing something positive in favor of ourselves and the group or not and the same way negative against the group or not and mm -hmm. i think if we can understand those motivators it doesn't have to be like a big deep scientific dive but we can just look at like something like bullying why is the person a bully in the first place mm. why don't certain people have friends why don't certain people stay in certain social groups for very long it's all about getting to know other people and dealing with them on the level where you and them are at if you could meet somebody at somewhere and say hey i don't like you mm -hmm. and it's not because you're a horrible person i just don't like you but i know that you're interested in i don't know making play-doh or something do you want to make play-doh with me you know mm -hmm. it's about humanizing each other and it's not about treating the people who are being ops like garbage. It's about showing them as a human being, hey dog, I'm not gonna lie, you did something really unacceptable and you need to come out my face. Like you need to come out oh, our collective face. Not, 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 not to cut you off, but did you send BPL to GB Power? Cause I don't know what the fuck's going on here. But anyway, uh, if you're hearing strange noise in the background, that's somebody generator had to kick in. Welcome to the Bahamas, everybody. Welcome to the Bahamas, yes. Ah, oh, shit. He come to take y'all generation. God damn it. Oh, man. So, yes, we suffer from these same problems, too, in Freeport. Yes, we do. But, um... Oh, man. Now, okay, so... Let's, 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 let's get back to the questions. Um, you established a timeline of notable persons and events that lead, that's led up to this point that we have now. Um, any other uh, notable persons, notable events that happen that you want to add to um, what you shared with us so far? I want to say that the Bahamas history is not all negative. Mm -hmm. and while it does have a lot of these people um, doing different things that we discussed, it does also have people who left their mark on history in a positive way. And one of those people is... Doris Johnson. There and you go. Shout out to Doris Johnson. Her book is actually banned in the Bahamas. I did not know that. And whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> now hold the fuck on. Hold on. Let's talk about this for a little bit because I didn't even know that shit. The book is banned? Yeah. Um, a teacher. Why is the book banned? Because of what, hey, what it's called and what I would assume is what's in it. Now, the book is on sale on Amazon for about 80 bucks and I intend to buy this book and read the whole thing in the Bahamas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm going to be real with you like it's called The Quiet Revolution mm -hmm. and this book was written about the Burma Road riots and I think it has to do with the entire time between 1942 and 1958 and what led up to the PLP getting in power so, so let me get this straight <laughs> let me get this straight hold on now hold on we can talk about this shit you telling me Empress Jasper Mm -hmm. that the book by Doris Johnson mm -hmm. 
suffering from victimization. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> what are you, Daryl Miller? <laughs> I don't know if it's victimization. It yes, it's that's what it is, damn it. Yes, it it. we can call it that shit. All right, okay, fine. <laughs> it looks like victimization, but I honestly and truly feel that this book, they don't want, or the persons who were around at the time of publishing of this book do not want this book to be read because it would inspire Bahamian people to do what we've been trying to do all along, which is go to the next level because what Doris Johnson fought for and what mm. I've seen a record of her in these books is a rise in consciousness, not just who could get the next car or who could get the next best thing. All a rise in consciousness entails is an actualization of the people. Mm. We need to who we understand who we are. Like the reason why people always ask, what is Bahamian history? What is Bahamian history? It helps us to understand who we are, where we can go, what we can be, and continue on towards a brighter future like that. The, the wrongest thing you're going to tell me was that buck is bang. Is God damn it. <laughs> Listen, to all agents out there, you need to go buy the book by Doris Johnson, A Quiet Revolution. Ban, ban my ass. Go buy it. Yes, it's, it's on Amazon. I don't know where else you can get it yet. I've been looking for digital copies. So if anyone has a digital copy of A Quiet Revolution by Doris Johnson, I need to read that book ASAP, please. Thank God you. Damn. <laughs> Um, another book that I did actually buy that is on Amazon and I have it on Kindle is mm. called The Other Bahamas. Let me just open it real quick so I can get the the author. Things open. Sorry, my computer's going slow. No, no, brother Delroy. No, they don't want us to know the truth. No, we don't. No, they don't. No, <laughs> they don't. Do realize and understand the truth. Knowing the truth is one thing. But understanding what it means for you is a completely different thing altogether. Facts, facts, facts. And by reading these books, you would understand why. The book, um, The Other Bahamas, is by Hartley L. Saunders. Okay. And this is, I think, Gail Saunders' father, Hartley Cecil Saunders. Let me crack this book open right quick. Gail Saunders, that name sounds familiar. Scholar in residence at the College of the Bahamas. Okay, okay, okay. So um, in this book, he, and I'm still in the very beginning stages of this book where he's talking about the history of Africa and how mm. it's so important that we understand that as black people. And I know people say, Hotep's this, Hotep's that. I mean, Hotep people have a point. We were rulers. We did have mm. large empires as black people in Africa that mm -hmm. were stolen. So they're not wrong about that. However, <laughs> however, what's the current situation now? The deeper, <laughs> we don't <laughs> we don't need to go into criticizing hoteps. I'm sure they have their reasons. No, because Jesus, boy, boy, because I don't want to get that. That's no. like I don't want to roast. Well, don't come for us. Don't I talk about diplomatic and not roast somebody because I realize <laughs> all these powerful things that I say and I can't now use my words to roast somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, Brother Jalen. Yes, Ashe, sir. Yes, Ashe. <laughs> so what we need to understand and why this um, was included in his book is because we need to understand our bloodline. When we understand what's in our blood and what's in our DNA as people, we have a much brighter appreciation for who we really are, not just 
who we think we are or who mm-hmm. we imagine ourselves to be. Mm-hmm. It is important to have a history. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why the Black community suffers around the world today is because our history has been stripped from us. Yes. The same people who would have continued giving an oral tradition of our original African beliefs and who our ancestors are, those people were bought and sold like cattle. You think anybody was really trying to write down their life story? No, they weren't allowed to know how to read and write English. Mm. And they were barely taught English, Mm -hmm. you know? So imagine being pulled, imagine the internal intrinsic genetic trauma that you have as a black person mm-hmm. from knowing that your ancestors were ripped from their home forced into labor in a country that they couldn't understand they couldn't understand the language couldn't understand the locales didn't know where anything was all they know is that they could die any day mm-hmm. that is that is part of our dna as black people mm-hmm. and it's frightening of course it's frightening And of course, as you asked before, change is horrifying Mm. because we don't know, as our ancestors didn't know, if there's a worse thing out there to be afraid of. And I argue that there's not. I think that the only thing that we could have to be afraid of is if we don't do anything. If we sit here and we disgrace our ancestors and we say we're not going to move because we're scared. They, we are alive today because even though they were scared, they kept it pushing, they kept it moving. And I always get a lot emotional when I talk about this because Mm -hmm. the thought of somebody who looks like me having all of these things, I didn't even talk about like women slaves during this time, especially in the West Indies. Like we as a collective, not just women or men, need to analyze this and ask ourselves, why am I afraid of the things that I'm afraid of? Why do we always, why we beat our kids? You know, why is it that we are so scared of someone's hand coming down and hitting us, even in a a metaphorical sense from the government? Mm -hmm. Why are we so afraid of this punishment? White people do not live under this fear. Like, I'm sure people who live in abusive homes of any color understand this fear. Mm -hmm. But we have that deep ancestral trauma that we need to unpack And the good thing about it is that we have something that even though it was meant to separate us, it brings us together. And that's our skin color. Mm -hmm. I will respect anybody automatically just because they're black and there's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't disrespect anybody automatically because they're white. But we have to realize that there's value in who we are individually. And that is the most important thing that I could possibly say in this whole conversation. Mm -hmm. You as a person, as a black person, Bahamian person, you have value. And that value is so much stronger than anything that can possibly be done to you or imagined to be done to you. That's that's absolutely true. And more Bahamians need to understand their worth because I think a, a lot of the social ills we suffer from comes from it comes from not knowing where you come from yes it comes from not understanding the past it it comes from not knowing the lineage from which we hail yeah and it's one of the reasons why too i personally believe um 
it was one of the more sinister uh, plots with slavery. They, they, most of them that participated in it, including blacks, they understood the power that these people possess. If we strip it away from them, that power will belong to us. We, the ones that were stripped away, we have to get past all the petty bullshit and reclaim that power back. And if we don't, then we're not going to continue to take a downward trajectory. Because the thing about going down is at some point you can hit the bottom. I don't think any of us on this live, you and I, Jasper, I don't think any of us want to be around to witness what the bottom is. Real. Because whatever is down there, it ain't fucking good. So, persons out there who want to 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 exist in that reptilian realm and find out what's at the bottom, you're on your own. I died. Fuck I that. Ain't that <laughs> <laughs> I ain't on that. I ain't on that. Right. Sure, no, no, okay, no, not Jesus. Oh, I, I, I'm into that. I'm not into that. Oh, oh, we have sister. I, I, I'm so. I hope I don't. Sister, if I say your name incorrectly, I, I do apologize from now. Sister Ophir. Ophir. <laughs> Let me see if I can hey, bring up on the screen what she just said. Can you see that? Thank you. I love all you, with girl. The Hi. All <laughs> with the golden nuggets. Yes. Shout out to Sister Ophir. Please tell me if I'm saying your name correctly. Please, please let me know. All right. So now, <clears throat> why are you going to ask this question? Uh, you can start some shit with this. Oh, um, <laughs> we kind of covered everything else. We had the other questions we had um, in the in the list, but I do want to get to this one. The last question, mm-hmm. Sister Jasper, where does God fit in all of this? I went to make a gesture just now and I realized like, I'm not a Christian, and I, that might offend people. So, <laughs> well, 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 welcome to Codename Agents of Chaos. My name is Rakis Man. How can I help you? Um, I practice. I have my own spiritual practice. I will say, and in my opinion, mm. um, if you're having a relationship with God um, or any being that you perceive to be higher or celestial or god or goddess in nature Mm -hmm. you have to know that you're doing that for a reason Mm -hmm. like you ain't just chatting up with god begging him to give you a next job or ask for money or ask for the next thing Mm -hmm. the reason that you have a relationship with god is because we all need that like Mm -hmm. even if you have a relationship with trees because you feel a connection to something bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like, but the thing that we don't often enough acknowledge is that when you do that and when you have that, you have to realize that you yourself, and I'm trying to say this in the most diplomatic possible way. <laughs> You yourself have that thing that is bigger than yourself living on the inside of you. 
you're mm. not separate and apart from it. You mm. are part of that. So I, imagine I, the, 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 the same concept exists in Christianity because don't they like to say the kingdom of God is in your heart? Exactly. But I feel like people take that for granted. Mm. And what I'm saying is like, don't make the mistake of putting yourself down and on the side or saying that you're less than God or you're less than this because mm -hmm. God made you. If that's what you believe, how dare you be disrespectful and treat yourself bad? Mm. Why would you do that? I, trust me, I have done it. I've done it so many times. <laughs> like, and when I finally caught sense, I was like, wow, Dred. Like, look at all the stuff that we can do as people. Mm -hmm. Like, look at all the creative power that we have. Mm -hmm. How are you going to take a finite life and just abuse it by doing foolishness? Like, mm -hmm. and that's a hard pill to swallow. But the reason we all feel like we have a purpose, or even people who feel like they don't have a purpose or don't know what their purpose is, the reason we all feel like there's something else that we're supposed to be doing is because of that connection that we have to the divine, to God, mm -hmm. to whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more we focus on our value, I feel like that in itself is such is the biggest act of respect that you could do towards whatever you believe, even if you don't believe in anything. You know, I say, I say, <laughs> I say, even brother Jalen, I say, even if you don't believe in anything, even if you are an atheist, like. I can't explain how important it is to know as a person <laughs> that you have value. You have value. I like, I feel like, you know, the guy, the journalist who is like Spider-Man's boss, what his name is. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I feel like, get it through y'all thick skulls, Dred. Like, please, please know you are important. Mm -hmm. Don't put yourself down. Don't be poor because, oh, that's what the church wants you to do. Or that's a pastor say I must give no. What about you? What are you going to do that's good and positive in your life? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do that's going to make you fulfilled in life? And I feel like that's exactly where God fits in the picture. Mm -hmm. If you say that you're a Christian, right? And people love to say we're a Christian nation. I'm not a Christian, so that's neither, not Neither am I, so... <laughs> I live in this nation, and I'm from this nation, so... Sorry. I mean, people like to say this is a Christian nation, right? Let's be all the way real. This might be a Christ acknowledge. Acknowledging. Nation. All yeah. right. But mm -hmm. Christian? Mm -mm. Nope. Okay. Mm. Because history tells me, and this is a lot, this is a big T. If we were a Christian nation, mm -hmm. we would have done what other Christian nations have done in the past. Uh oh. -uh. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I sure I want to say this. <laughs> but they did, we, you, you are amongst family and friends. Then I can say it. <laughs> if we were really a Christian nation, then we would be out there slaughtering people like they did in the Crusades. Because mm -hmm. that's what historically Christian nations have done. Murdered not, not, people. Not, not Jasper, let's be real. Let's be all the way they real. believe what they believe. But hold on now, let's be all the way real. Let's be all the way real. Okay. I personally believe one of the reasons why that doesn't happen is because you can't necessarily, by law, walk up to somebody and just shoot them in the face because <laughs> they don't believe Christian. in Jesus. But if that law wasn't there, people would, would have been there. They'd be sweeping up bodies. There would be a specific police to collect the bodies, my lord. Trust I on that. Plenty of us would have been dead long time. 
But All it's right. so funny because we do actually have a similar law to that, but you're not allowed to actually kill anybody. Mm. If you practice witchcraft in this country, and it's very vague as to what that witchcraft is, you yes. can still go to jail. Yes, <laughs> you can, can be arrested and serve yes, jail time. When I found that out, I was like, what in the hell is this? I really <laughs> felt like I went back to 50 and 90 damn too when I was hanging witches in the square. <laughs> that, but, is um, that is deep. Hmm? I see that what you put up here. God to humans is a light switch that they turn off at their convenience. Yes. Flip. That is so yes, Brother Jalen. Yes. One of, uh, one of my one of well, my best friend, who coincidentally is a pastor. Um, he <laughs> even he even says that most Bahamians look at God as a genie in the lamp. Yes. You rub the lamp. Let me get some money. Let me get some let me get some property. Let me take this this man wife. Let me take this woman husband. And let me get what I want and push out. You see what I'm saying? Now, here's the thing about that, right? Let's say, let's take the Christian God, right? We are made in God's image and likeness according to the Christian Bible, correct? Yeah. Which means, which means, if we as human beings, being imperfect even, are capable of pettiness, what do you think about the thing that created you? Now, hold on, Ruckus. I'm not sure if they're ready for this conversation. Oh, we can have it, goddammit. Because part of my practice has mm. led me to read one of the books that was deleted from the Bible. Mm. And that book is called The Book of Enoch. And oh, hold on. I'm about to bring this 10,000% full circle right now. Oh, shit. Because so much people don't even realize that this book is out there. And mm. what is in this book is mind blowing. So, I wonder why it's not a, a part of the original sixty-six. It's because of what God mind. says in this book. God <laughs> is mad. God is angry. People love to talk about how fallen angels come down to earth and Nephilim this and Nephilim that. But mm. here's the thing: those angels that came to earth were not fallen angels. The angels that God sent here mm -hmm. split into two factions. Mm. One of these factions was like. Let's eat these humans, dog. <laughs> yeah. Let's facts. eat these humans. Let's teach them war and we mm -hmm. can eat them, dog. We could just, we could have children with these human women and we could just bloody up the earth. That's what That's one not... faction said. Yeah. The other faction remained holy. Mm -hmm. And so few human beings were left on earth after these other faction of angels decided to eat people. One of the people who remained righteous was Enoch. Mm -hmm. And boy, these angels, whoo, child of the ghetto. When they realized that God wasn't on their run no more, mm -hmm. they ran to Enoch and they said, Enoch, you can do us a favor, please. You could talk to God on our behalf and please let him know that um, we're sorry. We're really sorry and we ain't going to do it no more. Mm -hmm. You think mm -hmm. God was having any of that? Mm -mm. <laughs> let me tell you what God said. I was not on their run. This book made me have so much respect for God. I just, I, I, <laughs> God was mad. So the first time when they talked to Enoch, they come to him wearing all these black clothes, whatever, blah, 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 blah. God didn't even, he was not hearing none of that. Mm -hmm. So when Enoch spoke to God, God was like, let them know that I said, that I'm not trying to hear anything that they're saying and that mm -hmm. their faith is already sealed. Mm -hmm. That was the first conversation. They come back a second time. I'm just like, 
hey, please dog, talk them, please dog, <laughs> please, please. Like they was really trying to get out of God wrath. It was too late, babe. It was too late because mm. God already saw. And God was so mad that in heaven, the archangels, Michael and Gabriel and Raphael and all of them, they were asking him, why aren't you telling us what to do? Why aren't you telling us we're trying to, we, our job is to be of service to you, God. How can we help? How can we be of service? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> God was so angry that he couldn't even talk to the archangels dog and how the hierarchy of heaven goes, you know, is God and the archangels yeah. and everybody else. And everybody else. <laughs> so he was so pissed that he couldn't even talk to them. So the third time, Enoch didn't even have to do anything. God already preempted because in the Bible, it said that God knows everything, but this book mm -hmm. was conveniently left out. And I'm getting to the point. So God called Enoch up to his own house to his own dimension, whisked him out of the earth and said, come to his throne room, sat mm. Enoch right there and was pretty much sitting in his chair like this. I want to have, right. have a message mm. for these angels and I mm. want y'all, I want you to give it to them exactly like how I tell it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing God said on this mountain next was, I sent y'all to the earth to pray mm -hmm. on behalf of man, not mm -hmm. the other way around, not exactly. man praying to me on behalf of you. So mm -hmm. you got it twisted. And I want you to know that I will not dignify, I will not even listen to anything you have to say mm -hmm. because you know better. How dare you go down there and fool with my creation? Mm -hmm. I gave y'all, y'all had one job. Essentially God saying y'all had one, one job. job. One. one job. How did y'all end up doing this? <laughs> Why? I think I wouldn't see. <laughs> now, now, see, that's the shit, but it's get me. Like, you, what? We can just put up like a like a little screen or something. Oh, God, he can see this. He, ain't he, he, he can't see this face. Be good. <laughs> and I feel like this is why Miles Monroe has always said that this is God's country because that was the most Bahamian speech I ever the next few chapters of the book of Enoch is Enoch going on a trip through the heavens and witnessing with his own two eyes the fate of evil people, the mm. fate of these angels. And when I tell you, when I tell you this is horrible, you think hell bad in the Bible? No. <laughs> the reason why this book is not in the Bible. These people and these fallen angels or whatever you want to call them, they know what's going to happen to them. And God was mad. He, and I remember specifically, he's like, now look what you caused. I have to go and I have to clean up all this mess which you made. And it was so bad, like the energetic chaos that they created and not not, not the good chaos. No, 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 no. I didn't mean it. The energetic terror and upset and imbalance that they made was so bad that to this day, some of that is still on the earth. Some mm. people, some of those people who were born as a result of these unions or whatever, they lived. They didn't die in the flood as God intended. Mm. And like, needless to say, a lot of that nonsense is still going on today. Like, yes. we, should, we didn't need to have war. We didn't need to have all that. God mm. made people and was like, ah, this is nice. This is really nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, all right, I can send these angels down there and they could just take care of these people and everything could be good. 
And, and, and going come back to check stuff. What the? They, God's wrath ain't nothing to play with me. These people. And this is why I'll forever believe in karma. Because for every time, like, mm. it's it's just something so petty. So when you say, thank God our pettiness. Yes. 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 Thank yes. God pettiness. Yes. Yes. And God don't like if, Listen, every single emotion we feel as humans, God is whatever it. God you worship feels that to the nth degree. <laughs> yes. All right? So how did Mike Jones say it back in the day? Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. I'm all, they all on me. You really don't think God is capable of feeling like that? Come on now. Let's be real. I honestly, like, and it's so, it's so, I don't, this is the reason why I'm stressing this so hard. We as people, we don't realize the power we have. God mm. does not like ugly. He does not like evil. So if you decide, you worship God or whatever it is that you worship, and I want y'all to watch this happen. Find somebody who has done something to you in your life that's really bad. And mm. you know that you're a good person and you have done nothing but nicest to, nicest to them. Wait. Just wait. Don't do nothing. Wait. Mm. Mm. Go to them or find them three months into the future. And I just want you to look at them. <laughs> you don't have to meet them in person. I just want you to look at their life. And oh, see no, no, tell right. We ain't getting into that. We better tell right. We not getting into that <laughs> and conversation. see what happened to them. Because, listen, when you mess with somebody who, has, who is a good person, who is a righteous person, for lack mm -hmm. of a better word, mm -hmm. whose energetic field is so clean that they wouldn't even think about doing anything evil. Or even if they think about doing something evil, they know better and they acknowledge that they know better. This is why I have a serious problem with people who is go out of their way to put their foot on people's neck. Because mm -hmm. those people are going to pay. <laughs> and the only thing we have to do, the only, like, we don't have to fight them. We don't have to do mm -hmm. nothing. The mm -hmm. only things we have to do is ignore them mm -hmm. and show them we did not like what they did. Mm -hmm. Just push them away. Mm. And watch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, one of the things I, I would want to add to that too is, unfortunately, we in the Bahamas, we get caught up in religious ties. We get caught up in, you know, denominations. Let me say it like that. Um. There are basic principles of the universe that no matter what religious path or spiritual path you walk, these um, fundamental laws come into play. So as you mentioned earlier, Jasper, just being a quote-unquote righteous human being, right? That, that's one of the keys. Mm -hmm. The concept of loving your neighbor, that's not inherently Christian. They actually stole that from us. But we ain't getting into that right now. Loving your neighbor was something that Bahamians practiced 20, 30 years ago. We don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. There are other... Um, Church. There, there are other uh, 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 values that we simply got away from. And all of that comes into play as to the reason why we are in the situation that we're in now. Mm -hmm. so we have to get back to some of those values right and it doesn't matter if you are a christian if you are a muslim if you are a buddhist if you are um 
if you follow Ifa or you know whatever religious path you walk, those fundamental laws of the universe apply. Ashe? So until we as a people get past the fact that my Grammy is a Catholic, Baptist, Jehovah Witness, Seventh-day Adventist, whatever, and that's what I'm going to be, right? Until we understand that we must have an intimate relationship with these fundamental laws. Until we get back to that, we're going to be in the shit. Mm-hmm. That's facts. So, what y'all again, we as, we as Bahamian people, black people by extension, we need to look at the kind of deep connections and, and, and deep, uh, 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 well, yeah, deep connections that we have to certain things. Why do we have a connection to these things? Hmm? Why is it that even though you may claim to follow a certain religious path, you do something that is inherently against what you're supposed to follow? Why do we do that? Well, there are so many reasons for this. And I know that's not, this is like a rhetorical question, mm-hmm. right? But there's actually a reason for this. And okay. this is something that people don't understand. It is very easy for the human mind to be programmed. I don't think people recognize how simple it is for you to be picking beliefs and stuff up from other people. Mm-hmm. That's why pe- there's a saying that goes, you are the sum of the five people that you hang around the most. There you go. And that's true because we absorb their habits, we absorb mm-hmm. their behaviors, and we absorb their beliefs. Yes. Now, if you are not a person who, for example, follows Donald Trump, not to get political, mm. but you hang around with five people who follow Donald Trump and all you hear about is them like praising him and all this stuff, you're eventually going to start to believe that whether you want to or not. Yes. Because the human mind is like a sponge. It doesn't mm-hmm. stop being a sponge because you turn 18. You mm. as a person, whether you're an adult or a child, you're constantly absorbing the environment that you're in. That's why mm-hmm. we have senses. Mm-hmm. So there's actually an entire science dedicated to learning how to program the human mind. And like people don't recognize how simple it is to just say a few words and then program someone to doing whatever you want them to do. And that is called Facts. brainwashing. Facts. And the reason Christianity was created all the way back in the whatever times I should say perverted into what it is today mm. was because the people who created this system of religion is they wanted to control the people at the time, like the whole council of Nicaea and all that stuff. They wanted the political power. They yes. wanted, they wanted an ideology that they could use to get yes. into people's minds and yes. convert them to be on their side. Yes. So it's totally okay to like accept Jesus into your heart or whatever, but just know like, be careful who you listen to. Mm-hmm. Don't absorb the prosperity gospel because it feels good for five seconds. Don't just randomly speak in tongues because you think it's something good. Understand mm-hmm. what you're doing and why. Because the power of taking, accepting Jesus into your heart is not a game. What you're doing is inviting a very particular energy to be part of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, and then start doing things in direct contrast to what you just did, of course you're going to be confused. Yes. Of course your life is going to look like a mess mm-hmm. because you are operating directly in contrast to what you are. Well, not, not only that, if you're going to accept 
Jesus into your heart and then because it's convenient for you. Pretend like he ain't there. Pretend like he ain't there. You know, you know how Bahamians like to say, hold on, I got to put my Christianity down for a fucking second and tell you about your ass. You actually See? can't do that. No, you can't do that. So how do you expect Jesus to feel if he's saying to you, if you're going to follow me, this is my requirements, but you only want to do half. But then you expect full protection, full service from this entity. It don't work like that. It does not work like that. <laughs> sorry. It do not work like that. No, baby. it don't work. I'm sorry. And, and, and a lot of people like to say, especially when I get on this topic with a lot of my friends, they start to say, oh, we picking on Christianity. No, it's not a matter of picking on Christianity. I respect actual Christianity. I have yes. no problem with Jesus Christ nor anything that he said. I actually agree with a lot of the things that Jesus said. Mm -hmm. Like, I have no problem with him. <laughs> so why should I have a problem with people who want to follow him? And I mean, actually follow him. Yes, yes. Like, but, you I know, I, it yes. just it just seems like as black people, we like to cherry pick. And I'm sorry if people get mad at me for saying that, but we like to cherry pick beliefs when it comes to that, you know. Um, and when it's convenient for us, we could follow Jesus' way, but when it's time for me to bust your ass, I ain't a question for these next five minutes. Like, no, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> no, it don't work like that. And I, listen, like, it's very difficult to come out of brainwashing, to come out of a society. It's like, I'm, I'm, sorry, bro, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just, brother Jalen put something. I will click this on the screen so bad. I got to think about this one. Hold on. <laughs> like, it's nothing wrong with being that and it's nothing wrong with being Christian a lot, but like this deciding that you don't want to be part of the group think anymore, breaking mm -hmm. off from the society. Like when I left the church, that was some of the hardest times ever because I had to figure out where the hell I was going. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. Like I didn't really have friends outside of church like that. I had friends at college where I was, mm -hmm. but like that's a whole lifestyle shift, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, I went through something similar. Um, for those that may, may know me and know my personal story, I grew up a Jehovah's Witness. And there came a time where I parted from that organization. And to be perfectly honest, that was one of the most scariest times in life because that life was all I'd ever known. And so leaving that, going out into this this world that they told me was out to get me and Satan was like a roaring lion seeking to devour everyone. <laughs> That's not even and, true. And, and, and I feel like a dare sheep. I'm like, oh, God damn it. This lion's coming to kill me. What am I going to do? Fuck. <laughs> of course, that was what, 19 years ago? <laughs> so, yeah, but the, the, the whole concept of, you know, realistically sticking to a set of values um like i said we, we we've gotten a, we've gotten away from and it is time to start looking back at our ancestors the good ones now because we have some ancestors that practice some serious shit <laughs> okay it's time to look back at the ancestors that got it right 
and re-implement and reintroduce those concepts and ideas into our everyday thinking. And the thing about that too is, and people get mad when I say this, the journey is going to be difficult because there are going to be those close to you that don't want to make that journey with you. They yeah. want to stay right where they are. Or, That's fine if there's somebody you just went to school with and you see them every once in a while. But it's a little more family. difficult if you married to that person. Mm. So I am a big proponent of the day coming when there's going to be a migration. Because when I say segregation, people get mad. There's going to be a migration of persons of like mind that need to come together to move forward for a common goal. And anyone else who don't want to be a part of that migration, I'm sorry. I love you, mommy. I love you, daddy. I love you, wife. I love you, husband, children, whatever. I love you, family. I love you, friends. But if we can get somewhere, and y'all ain't on that run, we're going to have to probably catch y'all on the flip side. Sorry to have to say it like that. But this has been a most lively and entertaining conversation with you, Miss Jasper. Yes. I appreciate the, you taking the time out of your schedule to, to have this conversation with me. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm about to do something very presumptuous. Oh, Lord. We can have a part two. Yes, we can have this oh. conversation sometime <laughs> later in the future. Yes, we can get back to some, some more shit. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah so, no, but not to put you on the spot, but I do look forward to having future conversations with you. Um, hopefully, the, the lives could be a little more lively. Where <laughs> 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 we do have those conversations. But again, to everyone, I want to thank CEO and content creator Jasper Wolf for joining me this afternoon on Code Name. So for bringing me. This is uh, Okay, now the microphone won't play crazy. All right. But yes, so with that being said, really? I want to thank everybody for who's joined us this afternoon for Codename Agents of Chaos. We do want to thank Genius Radio, Chemist Digital, Chemist.net, Brother Kenneth Monkoff for his continued support of Codename Agents of Chaos. We want to thank Brother Rashad Penn and BroughtUpC242.com for their continued support of Codename Agents of Chaos. You can find us on Genius Radio, uh, BroughtUpC242.com. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and on our Simplecast link. Look forward to this audio coming out on our Simplecast link and our our podcast platforms so you can listen to it as your leisure. Thank you again to Ms. Jasper Wolf for joining us today. And we are out.